welcome to another very special episode of Swapping Joysticks. Um, I'm Ben Ostwick, and I'm joined, as always, by... Me. Ed. Ed Nightingale. Hi, Ben. Hello. And if you were looking at this on YouTube, you'll be able to see we have a special guest. If you're just listening, you're probably like, what's happened to their microphone? Um, well, unfortunately, I don't have a spare £600 to buy a third microphone, so we're Ed and I are sharing. Show as off. we've got a very special guest here, and it's not Ed's wine bottle. <laughs> <laughs> How's the wine, Ed? Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are joined by the one, the only, Juan. Hello. How do you pronounce it? Is Hidalgo? It's Juan. Oh, yeah. Hidalgo, yeah. yeah Perfect. Well, the H is mute. Hidalgo, yeah. We love to put an H in front of words. And not, and not use it. And not use it. Ben, you're fluent in Spanish. You should know this. Are you doing oh, No, I'm only, I'm only fluent after a few drinks, and I haven't we'll had a few drinks yet. in that case. <laughs> but, well, Juan, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us who yeah. you are, where you come from? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Juan, as you've said before. Um, I am surprisingly Spanish as well. Um, yeah, I grew up in Spain, but I've been living in London for about 10 years now. Um so this is what I call home now, I guess. And um, yeah, so I am a localization project manager working at PlayStation. Mm, so, nice. Yeah. How are you finding London? London. Uh, it's Te- a bit of a love-hate relationship. You Tell know? us what you hate. That, that brings in views. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the weather. Oh, tell me about it's, it. It's yeah. a bit stereotypical, but like when you come from Spain, you definitely miss the sun. Um so yeah, the weather is one thing. You get used to it though. Like I, Dude. by now I'm yeah. I'm alright with it. Um, the food for sure, another thing that Spanish you don't like, people miss. You from. don't like the tapas restaurants in Soho? Oh, it's just awful because like <laughs> when you first first of all, it's not authentic whatsoever. No. But then when you um, <clears throat> when you go back home, in my case, when you go back to Spain and you go to these like actual tapas bars, and then you. First of all, you pay nothing for yes. it, for what it is. One um, euro for a canya. Well, yeah, literally yeah. you pay for the beer and then you actually yeah. have food as well as it for free. Um, but um, yeah, it's like, I don't know, it just tastes tastes better. Where can we get good jamón in Here, London? in London. Because that's the best thing ever. I mean, yes. It's I just like expensive. Yeah. I suppose, that actually in Clapham, as, as I was going to get the train i saw uh, just a shop where, where they just sold hamon mm. and it was like oh interesting um it looked quite all right but i suppose you're paying a fortune for it yeah i mean how many berico is already quite expensive in spain, in spain so yeah, yeah exactly. it's gonna be i genuinely think that might be my favorite food uh, yeah genuinely same i mean that was yeah, the best i used to so go good. to enrique thomas in barcelona because oh. they used to do like a, a bit this is nothing to do with video games <laughs> but they used we'll get to, there. yeah we will get there there's a there was a like so Enrique Thomas is a place that sells um, jamón, uh, cured ham, and cheese as well. And you can also have a beer there. And there's quite a few of them. But there was a place on uh, Rambla de Catalunya or just nearby, oh, Plaza uh, Catalunya in mm-hmm. Barcelona. And next to it, if you walk past it, they had like a side window. And you could kind of, like for lunchtime, you could go and get yourself, choose what like grade of ham you want. And they'll make it, they'll Great. put the tomato. Yeah, so you can have like the really All expensive... It's like you can either pay oh, fair enough. Five, okay, six, yeah, yeah, the, the quality, different... yeah. Yeah, so I used to get the the most expensive one because why yeah, not? And I mean, bougie. But like it was five euros for a really like the best quality ham inside yeah, a, thing, a baguette yeah. with the tomato. Yeah, to- oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that's tomato my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah, and, and we have that for breakfast. Oh. Well, like, 
So yeah, yeah if I was to make that here, I go, I don't know, I go to like MS, for example, and I get what I think is the most, you know, like expensive, uh, good quality, like type of jamon. And then I taste it, and it's like, what is it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, the Serrano. Anyway, I'm really hungry now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Same. It's good. You're cooking later. I am. Are you cooking I've heard the Ed's food is like really good. Ed's. You've yeah. heard correctly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you did make two awful meals in a row last two days, <laughs> didn't you? Awkward. Your words, not mine. It wasn't my best, I'll be honest. I was fine. But we did eat flavor. Fine. I have a new air fryer, so oh. we're going to be testing that. There's all the rage about air fryers going on. Exactly. Yeah, your mum made. Yeah, his mum made uh, like donuts in the air fryer, which actually she, I, she tried. I liked them. They were... I've heard you can make steak in yeah. an air fryer. Well, we'll find out what we're making later. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my dad's moved on from air games. fryers. He's, my dad's gone on to sous vide now, hasn't he? Well, if he wants to buy a new one and share it, then <laughs> we'll take it. Nice. Anyway, we're here to talk about video games. Oh, I know that. Um, yes, because Twan, of course, mm-hmm. works for PlayStation. Um, but do you want to tell us a bit about your sort of gaming history? Like, mm-hmm. what got you into games? What have you been playing recently? Absolutely. So, <clears throat> I think I've always been into gaming since I was very, very little. Um, I just, you know, saw my older brother playing games. I remember him playing, like, I don't know, Resident Evil. The very first one and me being like completely terrified about that <laughs> yeah like, the pale, white the pale, no the white pale zombie when like he, like <laughs> the zombie like turns back i remember having like nightmares for days uh with that but um yeah like got into it playing games since i was again like very very little um so i always knew i wanted to potentially work in that industry um that's not how it happened though. <laughs> i did study um translation and interpreting and I got into the film industry, uh, funnily enough, um, doing a bit of subtitling, doing a bit of dubbing as well. Any famous films that we know? Um, yeah, so w- what I was working at, one of the agencies, uh, the main clients were Disney, Warner Brothers Ooh. and whatnot. So my last, uh, th- the last movie that I worked on while I was there was Infinity War um, and Endgame. I've seen that. Um, okay. Did I see- oh, I saw one of them. You don't know Marvel. No, I don't. I do. I play Spider-Man. Wait, did I hear before that you were kind of like only Marvel type thing? I mean, only Marvel. Yeah, I know more about Marvel than the other you don't one. know Endgame or Infinity War? I saw like, one potentially of... potentially the best two movies of Marvel ever. I saw one of them. I think I saw one of them. Which is the one where they all disappear. Or half of them do. The snap. That bit. Yes, I think I saw that one. I saw the bit where they all came back at once Why, and I was like, who's that game. person? Who's that person? I don't know who that person is. <laughs> that's Endgame, yeah. when okay. they all come back from, from the... I think it was Endgame that I saw. I think the snap I just saw are clips on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Well, we like Spider-Man, maybe not you, the rest of Marvel. So I've much. Got, yeah, you can be interested in something and not know everything about it. That is yeah, very that's true. Good. <laughs> that's very true. Um, so, yeah, I it, it was good. I, I really liked it. I obviously love films. Um and the good perks as well of like getting invited to the mm. red carpet premieres and, and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it was it was great. And then I got mm. into Sony Pictures from there. And obviously at Sony Pictures, I was working at like the likes of like Jumanji and um, Zombieland as well. I like Zombieland. Really, that was a good one. Um, really fun. Mm. Um, my last one there was Charlie's Angel, um, the remake. <laughs> oh. um, 
And then, yeah, f- through there, I got the job at PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, nice. Which was like, woo, I dream bet. job. <laughs> what was the first game that you worked on at PlayStation? It was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which was, Great game. again, the dream. Like, it was just like, I arrived and I was like, oh, yeah, perfect. One how of my favorite be- franchises as well. How long before the release did you start working on it? It was maybe about a year, a year and a half, maybe, okay. before it got released. Um, a lot of early prep work. But by the time I actually started, because I was new, mm. a lot of work had already been done. Not localization per se, but kind of like a lot of prep work, a lot of um, invoicing, budgeting, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of not fun because <laughs> people think, oh, working in games is just like, the dream it's just so sit fun. around playing there's games a all lot. Day. yeah exactly it's, it's not all about that it's uh <laughs> there's a lot of like budgeting that you need to like do and tracking and a bunch of things that it's like ugh. but yeah it's also really fun so yeah so you mentioned ratchet and clank and yeah. we know that most recently you worked on spider-man 2 so is it yeah. just insomniac that you work on mainly um not necessarily so in my team all of the project managers um uh, work on different titles depending on like the workload. Um, that's up to the managers to allocate titles to to each person. Um, but yeah, I mainly focus on Insomniac games, which I love. I love working with Insomniac. They're a really cool bunch. Um, sadly, recently they got um, hacked, which was very yeah. sad. It was so so like I was literally uh, on my way to my to New York for my holidays, and I was as I was in the plane, I was reading the reading the news, and I was like. Oh, this is so breaking, honestly, because like yeah. not only all the game stuff and, and things that got leaked, but um, it was just the personal data and stuff like that. It was like awful. And I, I was like, oh, this is the last thing that you need before you go on like, mm. Christmas break yeah, and yeah. whatnot. So it was like really sad. I mean, um, let's just be clear, like that's... That's not a leak. That's theft. Well, yeah, like that's literally. I mean, so we everyone, we always call it like, oh, this is leaked and that's leaked and something yeah. like that. You're like, no, no, no this is theft. Like yeah, this is proper. criminal activity. You yeah. should be in jail for that. Like that's yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure you know, Insomniac are like so resilient and and they they're getting back up to speed like so quickly as well. So I can't wait to like jump on the next title with them as well. I forgot, like, my memory is so bad, I've forgotten everything that was the yeah, that was leaked out there. Good. Yeah, the worst memory. <laughs> That's yeah. the way So I'm going to be surprised when it does get announced. I potentially, like, a lot of the things will change by the time yeah. games get released and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, um, it was sad, but I'm really excited to work with them again um, on a future title. So, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I've also worked with um, Naughty Dog. Um, I worked on the... Um, on the remake of The Last of Us 1, Last of Us Part 1, uh, was exciting. Um, it was obviously not the first time the game got released. It was kind of mm-hmm. like a different experience, but we're doing new stuff for the game as well. So a lot of things, new things for me to learn as well. It was really cool to work with such a big developer as well, like Naughty Dog. <clears throat> so a lot of things as well that you learn from every single developer. Every developer works differently as well, even though we're all part of like PlayStation Studios. Mm-hmm every developer has like different um, ways of working or different like people in different departments that you learn so much from. Um, so regardless of what game you're working on, you're as a project manager, you learn a lot. So for example, I'm, I'm really jealous of the people um, um, in my team working on all the titles, like I don't know, with 
Kojima production, as, as you've seen on the, on, yes. on the recent um, State of Play um, event. Obviously, Death Stranding 2 coming out as well. Cannot you know. wait. And then the the, detect- the spy espionage one that is not Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> it's Metal Gear Solid Hideo's version. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, I like Hideo's that. Hideo's such a character. Like yeah. That. Have you ever met him? No, unfortunately not. I know people at PlayStation that have met him in yeah. person. Um, but yeah, maybe one day. Who knows? Yeah, just invite me along. Huh? <laughs> he is desperate. Absolutely desperate. I just love Death Stranding. And it's weird because I, I yeah, Metal Gear Solid, I played the first one. And I played a, I played, I played one Ground Zeroes, a bit of, like, quite a bit of two, and quite a bit of five. But I've never... Mm. I think I just need to go through them all. Which because one's your favourite? You absolutely do. My favourite... Oh, I mean, the, the ones I played... I actually... I mean, one was just great. I really liked great. the story. I like the characters in it, and it. I also appreciate how kind of it just changed games completely. Like the fact that you had to use the box, like the, <laughs> actually you to to work out a puzzle, you needed to use the box, like the actual box of the game. And, oh, that, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the memory card, oh, is, the memory the, card, like yes. switching the switching the controls. Yeah. That it's, like it. it's like yeah. I was mind blown by that. Yeah, I actually yeah. thought it was magic when I first played the game when I was a, yeah. a kid. Obviously, I didn't know, but I freaked out completely. I dropped the, contro- the controller. I was like telling my mom, mm. the game is like reading my mind. I don't want to play this. That's so <laughs> um, cool. That's what he wants. But that's the thing with like Death, Str- Death Stranding. Have you played Death Stranding? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's like I won't say spoil it for people, but chapter four, I started playing. And the game's like you play it for 10, 15 hours or so, and then chapter four happens and you're like, what game is this? <laughs> like, is this a different game? And then, yeah. I don't remember what chapter four is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the first time you go... Well, it's, you go in the trenches. There's a tornado. And you get... Oh! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, The thing is, is like, Bit Stranding, I think it's a fantastic game. Cinema- like, like, cinematics and graphically, I love it. The, it's just, for me, the walking... <laughs> Yeah, I could skip the walking in yeah, that game. I'm, uh, I would yeah. happily like play that game without walking from point A to, pro- to point B. See, I, and love it. I love the walking bit, but I, I like a game that's just chilled. And mm. I mentioned this before on another podcast, but I, I like the fact that when you walk and then the music kicks in, like the low yeah. roar, and I'm like, this is just really chilled and idyllic for me. But then, like, yeah, later on, I went and got zip lines and roads and everything, and I unlocked. Have you played any of the extended edition? Yeah. Have you did you unlock the roadster? Because there's a car that's there's a there's a racetrack. Have you done the racetrack? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you get the racetrack, there's a roadster vehicle that just like you can bomb down the roads like really really quickly. So it makes it really fast. Interesting. <laughs> if you didn't know, he's just got the platinum on it, so he's oh, now yes. just all yeah. in Death Stranding land. No, now I'm out of Death Stranding land. Now I'm <laughs> now I'm in Death Stranding Two land. <laughs> Are you a okay. trophy hunter? No, unless it's a game I love. If it's a game I love, I'm like, okay, that is... Yeah. If it's a game I love, I do, but only if it's... If there aren't any, like, really annoying trophies. Like, I will search for them and be like, is it just... For example, Spider-Man. Like, oh, that's yeah, an easy one. There, it's easy, but it's also... Like, you finish the game, and then if you want to get the platinum, it's like an extra five hours or six hours, depending on how much you've done. If that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, something like that is totally fine, and I'm happy to do that, but... I was looking today at like Yakuza, Yakuza Three. Have you ever seen the platinum? Games. Have you ever seen the platinum of no, it? I never attempt any platinum. You have to like it. JR. 
RPGs. Yeah, you have Persona to... was the stretch, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You have to mass. Oh, Nia, Nia, you can just buy them at the end, can't you? Nia Automata. That is true. Yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, Yakuza Three, you need to kind of get like really high scores on all of the mini games and like learn all the different kind of random cards and and like Japanese games. Some dreaming. <laughs> Board games. Don't it's, have time for that. Apparently, it's just the worst. I am a trophy hunter. I love uh, getting the platinums, um, but it really bugs me if there is one of those trophies that is like grinding or like really hard to get. Um, but I did get the Elden Ring one, for example. Even um, Ed hasn't got that. What do we mean, even Ed? Ooh. Calls himself a fan. Ooh. I love Miyazaki. <laughs> you can pipe down. The drama. You haven't finished it. The drama. I um, finished I'd it one love day. to get the platinum on Elden Ring. It took What's me the hardest one? three playthroughs, I think. Can you reload okay. the end? You... No, I actually did three oh, <laughs> entire wow. playthroughs. And then afterwards, did you realise that you just... And then it? afterwards, I realised <laughs> that you could actually save yeah. before you do something that triggers one thing or another and then redo it and then you get the other mm. trophy. Ben Starr got that as well because we were interviewing Ben Starr. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm the only one that doesn't have it yet. No, ben I don't Starr, have it yet. But Ben Starr is such a gamer. Like, yeah. He is. I love him. He's <laughs> such a gamer slur. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ben Star. Um, anyway, we want <laughs> to talk more yeah, about let's your talk job. About your yeah, not, yeah, no, just <laughs> talk about this is the Ben Star Appreciation Podcast. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you work in localization. Mm-hmm. We've talked a bit about localization or mentioned it. What, what is localization? Mm. Yeah. So localization, um, actually, it's really good that you ask that question because a lot of people um, think it's like something completely different or whatnot. There's a lot of misconception about what localization is. Um, people think it's, oh, it's just translation. You know, you're just tra- translating games. No. Um, so localization is a, a com- like a combination of a bunch of different practices. Um, it could be for a game. It could be for a movie, something completely like a book software hardware what what else um but um yeah it's a the combination of practices that um allow a product in this case a game to be released in different territories different countries so yes translation is a big part of it um but also dubbing is a part of it um if there is voice in the game of course um age rating is part of it Mm. um localization qa testing is part of it um yeah, it's a bunch of different things that are part of that localization umbrella that, yeah, in combination, uh, doing all of these like little tasks, um, you know, make the game available to different audiences like around the world. Um, so, yeah, that's in a nutshell. I'm yeah. sure there's a more like scientific definition no. of the word like localization. I thought it was really interesting. It just made it, yeah, because when you first think of it, you go, oh, it's just, yeah, it's translating the audio and the dialogue and the text in the game. But it's not, it's like even localization involves working on like the cases for the games, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And like the cases yeah, for the packaging. Yeah. yeah. Haven't you worked on packaging for hardware? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, funnily enough, um, every project manager in the team um, has like a business area as well assigned to, to us. Mine is the packaging one as well. Ah, of the games um, or of hardware? or inter- Both, yeah. Okay. Both. So I, I do uh, manage the localization as well of different packaging of different games mm. um, and also hardware as well. So I do get to know a little of like 
bit of like what's coming up in terms of hardware. So we've got an exclusive right here. (laughs) No, of course not. But like, oh, it's like PlayStation Six next year. (laughs) The the confidentiality around having the super secret stuff. I'm not even allowed to see. Yeah. Um, But someone in the company obviously has to like localize these stuff. Um, Mm. So yeah. It's it's part of the job as well. Like not everything is just like oh, working on games. Not there's a lot of other things as well that need to be localized. And yeah, um, thankfully our team, which is called international production and localization, um, does a PlayStation. So we just handle the localization with pretty much everything mm. a PlayStation produces. So, so as a project manager, then what does a typical day look like to you? Because it sounds like you're doing so many different things. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So um, prioritizing is a massive part of part of the job, really. Because like you, you're bound to be like working on so many different things, not just games. Um, right now, for example, I'm not working actively on any games. I'm covering people. I'm covering someone on on GT stuff, like Gran Turismo stuff. Um, someone um, that just went on holiday. Um, working on Helldivers 2, which is actually coming up as well. Mm -hmm. I'm covering, doing some bits here and there, uh, but they're not my games, so it's just like doing small bits. Um, But yeah, you just need to learn to prioritize because it's like doing a bunch of different things. So um, if you're working on a game, um, for example, when I was working on Spider-Man, that was obviously my main focus. So when I had to, um, I don't know, plan something, obviously that was always a priority. Uh, Budgeting is a massive priority in projects as well. Mm. You always need to be on top of it. Um, when things change, uh, budget is the first thing that gets affected as well. And you always need to be in control of it because then otherwise alarms get raised and that's mm. not fun. Like I hate numbers. I'm really bad with numbers. <laughs> so when my numbers, <laughs> yeah. when my numbers don't match, I just panic and mm. I drop everything and I leave and I go to bed because I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do I as well, yeah. This. It's a gay thing. Yeah, Is it? I think yeah, it's a gay thing. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I was never good with numbers anyway. But yeah. um, but it's part of the job as well. And yeah, emails, a bunch of emails from everyone, emails from marketing saying, oh, I need this by, you know, next week. Yeah. Um, we're working on this trailer, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Um, blog posts, I don't know, there's a mm-hmm. bunch of different things. Um, and you need, yeah, you basically need to prioritize uh, and do one thing at a time. I guess with that as well, you get to work with so many other oh, yeah. departments. So Absolutely. it's not like there's a clear pipeline. You're kind of in the middle of loads of things. Exactly. That's uh, that's one of the best things, actually, working in localization is just that get, you, you get to know a lot of different people from different departments because everyone needs localization. So, yeah, we work with marketing. We work with uh, blogs. We work with operations for like packaging and stuff. We work with legal. We work with. Um, HR, we work with a bunch of different departments, different people. And yeah, we build relationships with these people. And yeah, it's really nice, actually. You just get to see a different part of the business and what everyone is doing. Um, And a lot of education as well for them, because obviously they don't really have a clue about localization or what, what it is, what we do. They just need, I don't know, whatever file or whatever asset, a trailer, whatever it needs to be localized. And that's all they care about. <laughs> they don't know what happens in the background. Um, but yeah, that's what we do. And uh, it's really cool. Mm. 
I don't know what was next. No, no, no. I, was... <laughs> oh, I thought you were breathing in to say something. Yeah. No, no. I've I've got a little bit of a cold, so I was like, you know, oh, okay. So I'm just, this is just me breathing normally. Uh, <laughs> so I guess like breathe. obviously there's all these different projects you can work on, mm. but the games are mm. I guess you know the most exciting thing generally. for me at least. This actually surprisingly, mm. believe it or not, there is people in the team or in general that actually don't like working on games because it can be okay. And it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be. Oh, it's actually people working at PlayStation that don't play don't play games what? ever. And it's it's the best for their family and friends because all the games that yeah. we get for free as well. It's like here you go. But I yeah. suppose as well, like if you're spending all day working on games, yeah, it kind of ruins wanna, it. That's yeah. one of the myths, um, and it is actually true. It kind of like ruins it um, a little bit because after mm. you've after you're working on a game for so long. Um, and I don't know, you get to see it and, and you see, for example, like a scene 20 times, as it happened to me on, on Spider-Man 2, the beginning of the game, that Sandman fight. I yeah. If I didn't see 50 times in different languages, I didn't see it once. <laughs> so when I actually s sat down at my at, at home playing it, I was like, oh. This is work. <laughs> it is what it feels yeah. like. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you played in a different language completely and like have something in I new. do. That's I true. do tend to, to play it in Spanish as well, oh, okay, yeah. just, just to pick up and it's awful because then I pick up stuff I don't know that could have could have been better or uh, or like a typo or something like that. Oh but no. And then you make notes. It is it is a blessing, but it, but also a curse. Um, because yeah, I do get to spot stuff and then I fix it myself because oh, yeah. I'm Spanish and I spot something, but um, but it is a curse, of course, because it's like you cannot ever take off the. Mm. Localization hat and actually get to enjoy the game, yeah, uh, for what it is. But do you ever play other games as well in Spanish and go like, "Oh, this is a yes"? Do you, no I do you notice terrible localization? <laughs> Midnight Suns in okay. Spanish. Ooh, um, because I was just curious to see what voices they chose, particularly for like Wolverine. Mm. Um, and I think they did a good job, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in in I in general, I do play games in Spanish sometimes, uh, but no, uh, really, I just stick to English for most of them. And I'm going to ask you a story if I'm moving away from the questions and stuff. But how dare, how dare have, you? <laughs> has, Surprise. How much has things like moved on since, you know, when we were, because we're, you're a bit younger than us, I think. Ooh, am bit. I? I, don't, I think. Am I? <laughs> I'm 34. Yeah, a little bit younger. We're the same age. We're both younger than Ed. Okay. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <So>. the shade. <laughs> um, but like when we were young, obviously, like when we were playing games, like they didn't really have any dialogue in it. Or if it, well, I mean, if the dialogue was, vo it wasn't really necessarily voice. But like, how how has localization come along? And not necessarily just like in the game, but yeah, like in packaging and stuff like that. Did you notice that there's a? I mean, the improvement. It's mostly technology um, that has. Uh, advanced so much uh, the tools that we use and whatnot but there is people in in my team that have been doing the same job for about 20 years oh wow okay uh, yeah. and they've worked on playstation one games um that also had voice and they mm. had voice actors maybe those voice actors don't exist anymore unfortunately but um but yeah the work was <laughs> was done yeah um with different tools different tracking systems i suppose but but voice acting has always been a part of it and localization in general as well. So that I think that aspect of it has not changed. It's just that te the technology and the tools that we use obviously yeah. have improved mm -hmm. a lot. 
Yeah, because we were playing... Um, I mean, we are playing a game... When this goes out, it'll be after the embargo, so we can say we were playing the Tomb Raider remastered. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's weird hearing the voice. I'm like, oh, I remember this voice from... I wonder who was the voice for... From the... Butler Yeah. Nowadays, do you work with... Because obviously we're a lot more, I guess, global now than, than maybe 20 years ago. Do you work with more languages and cultures yeah. now than you would have done previously? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, they keep considering new languages for, for games. Um, that's, for example, on, on the remake of uh, The Last of Us Part 1, I had two new languages to work on from mm. scratch. So it was kind of like working, for them, it was like working on the game for the first time. Mm. For me, it was like, okay, I, I know this game already. Which game? Um, Which languages were they? It was Greek and Turkish. Um, oh. So yeah, it was, it was you know, interesting. And they yeah, they keep adding um, new languages and new markets to, to, to games. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, depending on like, yeah, how the game is perceived in, in those those countries but yeah that that keeps happening yeah and uh it's a good trend i suppose like um it's good to, and and so many like new developers are coming up as well um like korean developers and chinese developers as well um that adds like a new level of uh like a whole new challenge as well because like we're used to working with english being the the source mm. but when when english is not the source suddenly it's like korean or it's Chinese or Japanese, you know, like it's a it's another layer of, you know, okay, we first need to change yeah. that Japanese into English or Chinese into English, and then we can do all of the all the languages. Yeah, yeah. And I basically, it's not just like a word for word translation as well, is it? Because like yeah, with exactly. Final Fantasy fourteen, we both play, and there are lots of fates. Do you know fates in fourteen? Mm. Do you play much? Okay, I haven't played fourteen. Oh, we'll we'll get you into it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there's want. like some there are some events that happen, and they often have reference like the names of it are kind of puns based right. on some various kind of pop culture references, and I'm like, I really wonder what they're like in Japanese, and if they're both if they're also right. related That's to it. True. So well, I mean, even I don't know Pokemon, for example, mm. or Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. All the, all the Pokemon names are um, yeah different in Japanese, in French, and in German. Yeah, like totally mm. different, um, aren't they? For some reason, yeah. um, Spanish kept them in English, and as they should. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I always canon. know Charmander like, <laughs> as Charmander, but mm. in in France, it's something different. So, yeah, like fire lizard or something like that <laughs> in French, of course. Yeah, fire lizard de feu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't like French. <laughs> hated it. I was good at it in school, but yeah, I always hated it. Yeah, I learned French and German and then went to live in Spain. Oh, <laughs> good one. So, yeah. Good one. <laughs> so say you are working on a game project rather than hardware or something. At what point does like your work join development? Because I guess it's it's maybe maybe the assumption is that it comes in quite late mm. in development once everything else is in place. Yeah, so um, you need to, to, for us to actually be able to deliver our work, you need a stable build. Um, like a game game build mm -hmm. um so it needs to be playable it needs to have like content in it <clears throat> usually uh that happens like post alpha um in a game so when the game is actually like has good content to be like played and also kind of like is stable it's not like crashing all the time and whatnot mm. um it really depends on the speed the writers are writing content as well and how often they're changing it um so 
usually we only start when they've locked content when they think okay this is not going to change it always changes that's the biggest <laughs> lie in localization when when a developer tells you oh this is final this is never going to change don't worry go ahead and translate it and record it as well and then <laughs> like five months down the line oh we're going to change all of these lines that we said were final you actually have to call back all of the actors and actually one of the actors is the main character which is booked <laughs> for a million other things so good luck <laughs> finding them um but yeah um usually when we start working it's in a pretty stable version of the game that you know can be played potentially not throughout and potentially that the cinematics and stuff look some of them like storyboards or like without lip movements and, and stuff like that and pretty rough mm. not what you see definitely not what you see in the final like product. A nintendo game yeah like wow. a, <laughs> like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> no dishing. I love Pokemon Scarlet. It's actually it's really good. It's great. I have so many. I saw so many of my friends work at Pokemon as well. So <laughs> sorry, but yeah, it's just the way it is. Also, it's based on Spain, right? It yeah, is. Course, yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love the uh, references to it. I think it's pretty Violeta. Pretty well done. Um, <laughs> all these like references on on like yeah. Spanish culture and whatnot. Is it like the south of Spain, isn't it? It is. Well, some of the cities. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Some of the cities that you go to in the game are like, well, this is definitely Malaga. This is definitely, you know, that kind of thing. We should. You should do that. You should let us know. And uh, because we, yeah, we don't know. Because I've only been to Barcelona and Zaragoza and Madrid, but and Girona, but that's it really. You've been to a lot of places. (laughs) Kind of the north. You've done quite a bit there. Well, nothing further south than south. The south is a better part. I went Spain. I did everyone going to Spain. (laughs) Go to the south. Costa Costa del Sol. Yeah. I've been to um, oh, what's that really, really Spanish place? Um, What in Spain or in? Well, yeah, it's very, very Spanish. The Spanish. No, it's me trying to be sarcastic, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh, you ruined your own joke. Yeah, the place where all the Magaluf. No, not Shagaluf. Benidorm. Uh, not even Benidorm. It's the one that's near, it's where Potventure is. Salo. Oh, yeah. What's next to Salo? There's something that's very British. I can't remember. I've got no idea. But yeah. Sitges. Sitges. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I've been to Barcelona, I've been to Granada, and I've been to Oh, Sitges. Granada is really Sitges. good. Yeah, that's Granada is one of my favourite um, towns in the South. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, went, I went on holiday with my parents. So I played classical guitar as my oh. instrument at university. Because uh, I studied Spanish music. guitar. Well, not the Spanish guitar is sort of a subset of like classical guitar oh, yeah. um, in terms of like flamenco. So we went to like a proper flamenco, sh- not like a shitty like hotel crap thing. We went to like a, a really, yeah, <laughs> we went to like a really authentic, well, I like hope authentic um, sort of nice. little bar and had um, some really lovely food and watched an amazing Spanish guitarist and nice. flamenco dancers. That's so, good. And yeah. you went to Sitges. And I went big to Sitges. Night out. Wow. But you were Shocking. walking like John Wayne afterwards. Oh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. So Do you go with your parents? So lovely. It's such a small little gay village. It's beautiful. It is lovely. Teachers' pride is also about ten times better than oh. Barcelona pride. That's what they say. I've never been. Oh, it is. It's really, really good. Like they have bears. Is not my thing, really. Well, sorry, bears. <laughs> bears yeah. No, my, me neither. <laughs> but you know, we went there. But like, there's. Oh yeah, no, I went and there's like they had the floats, but all the floats are really well themed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one that was like Tron bikes. It was all like oh. Tron with all the lights. Everyone is like so friendly though. Yeah. Like everyone is welcome there. They love tourists as well. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Uh, no, I remember going to a nightclub and I was outside the nightclub and someone's like, 
do you want to buy this? And I'm like, that. what is that cube? I'm sure the drug's in there. Let's not get that. And then it's I went... a sugar cube. It was like a sugar cube. It. it looked like a sugar cube. And I'm like, no, no, thank you. And then I went inside the bar and there was a woman who just got married and she was in this oh. club in her wedding dress in this like Man. dingy gay club like covered like the bottom of the wedding dress was not white the rest of it was but the bottom definitely wasn't it was yeah i was like okay that's an interesting place to spend your the evening of your wedding day right to we're back man. on topic <laughs> anyway <laughs> there is a bar that has a bath in the middle of the dance floor i do not want to know what goes on in that <laughs> not me no no <laughs> no so anyway localization yeah <laughs> where were we <laughs> So, obviously, it's, as you said, it's not just translation, mm -hmm. but I guess there are a lot of sort of cultural differences as well that apply. Um, so it's not just literally changing the languages, but maybe there's more to that as well, maybe. Yeah. Like in Spider-Man yeah. as well, I think you said that the small dialogues, chats that you can kind of like overhear. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, well, you need to be, you always need to be considerate of the audience that the... Um, these translations are intended to. Um, so, I don't know, something might sound offensive to specific audiences, like um, even even not just text, but like graphically, for example, in, in in Japan, like certain games, like you need to like tweak the blood, for example, so that it looks a bit uh, more like bright or fake, because um, that's, you know, that's a thing as well. But like themes or something in the background also, also needs to be like, you always need to look at it. Um, I remember one of the... Um, uh, backgrounds in The Last of Us had to be changed as well because it was, um, yeah, it was could could potentially be seen as um, offensive in certain um, territories. But um, yeah, it's not just the text; it's everything in the game. But yeah, the text as well. So I know the Middle East is one of the trickiest mm -hmm. um, territories to work with, specifically for all of the LGBTQ plus references um, in every game. Um, so you always kind of like need to like play around that. Um, of course, the game is going to be released in, in, in those territories and the developers are likely not going to change their game, um, rightly so, as they should. Um, mm -hmm. So you always need to get around it. How do you get like, around that kind of so, thing? So, I don't know, if, if, if it's like... Just don't release it. Yeah, <laughs> have to. yeah, don't release it would be obviously, from a business perspective, I suppose it's not the, the best. It's a choice. Um, yeah, it is a choice. But um, but you can get around it, I suppose. Like if it's a, a very obvious gay relationship, you can say instead that they're friends or, you know, mm. unless obviously something very descriptive appears like on screen. Like yeah. if in The Last of Us 2, obviously you couldn't say that um, Ellie and Dina. Dina were friends when they literally like kissed each other mm. in on screen. But... Um, but yeah, so you uh, where you can, you just get around it, um, and then uh, it's up to the um, age rating boards as well. Like what, what happens in the game, like uh, in Russia, obviously they don't like either like the LGBTQ plus uh, references. But what they do usually is just like up the rating. So instead of a sixteen, it's an eighteen. Um, so do you have like, to liaise with them to try and work? Yeah, so out? there's like a, not us, it's more like the producers in the okay. team as well. They liaise with the rating boards and they, yeah, basically tell them, oh, this is this is what the game is about. And these are the scenes that are potentially, you know, like problematic on your country. Mm. Um, and then they decide, okay, so we want to give it a, rate, a higher rating 
uh, but it is completely fine as it is, and then you don't need to like do anything about it. Yeah. Um, I'm not very familiar with how rating boards work because it's not part of my job. But uh, when it comes to translate to translations, yeah, you need to be a bit careful. Like sometimes um, in Spider-Man, we had a non-binary character, and surprisingly in Spain, and I hate this streamer for the record. Um, a streamer had a very childish reaction when uh, he heard um, inclusive language being used in um, in Spanish mm -hmm. uh, to refer to to this character, a non-binary character. It's a secondary character, like completely nothing to do with the whole like uh, plot of the of the game or anything. It's mm -hmm. literally just a side quest, um, and it's like two seconds of dialogue where. Obvious inclusive language is being used. Yeah. Um, but the reaction was, I don't know, <clears throat> he didn't say anything, but he reacted to it obviously in a very childish way and muted the game. Um, and because his fan base is like huge and has a lot of influence in, in Spain, uh, a lot of people started saying, oh, what a shit game, blah, 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 because they use inclusive language. And it's like, well, you'll find that in English, yeah. these characters being refer referred to as they, them. So we're just staying true to, you know, what the game mm. is saying. And, you know, yeah. that's it. If you don't like it, it's, it's your problem. Mute the game if you want, but it's, you know. I guess that's, that's quite tricky because, like, with, with non-binary people sometimes in different languages, it's... Well, yeah, you know, course, there are different yeah. ways of referring yeah. to it so i guess that can be maybe quite tricky with translating yeah. and going through that yeah but languages evolve and um you know like there are ways they're not officially recognized in spanish for example we have this like it's called rae which is a like an academy like an official entity that regulates the language yeah maybe these things like these inclusive language terms and whatnot are not officially recognized but they are broadly used by the community and mm. you know it doesn't take much for you to actually just accept it <laughs> and that's that's just the way it is and then you yeah. just move on you know it's it's interesting it's though a game <laughs> i was watching a, a it was a ted talk by a lady called Anne Cazon. it was all about like what makes a word and it was saying like how in mm. france and in other in france they use englishized or anglicized mm. words and um they get a bit like the government stuff get a bit annoyed because mm. people talk about like like in spanish there's, they've also got like a these are words are correct mm. um but i think there's like is it like something, something like networking or is networking a yeah, word I in mean, spanish or something like do they use the phrases meeting as well meeting is meeting, a, yeah is an english word and what do you call Time working from home teletrabajar that's oh i thought there's a it's word weird. it's like there's a word <laughs> like for working from home in spanish that people oh i'm just blah 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 teletrabajar yeah Tele oh. Estoy teletrabajando. Teleworking or something like that. Yeah, it's teleworking, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is weird. Yeah. Anyway, but... Um, wow. But yeah, so in, in Spanish, for example, the <clears throat> the masculine gender is considered to be the neutral. Yeah. And that's the, that's the official rule or whatever. But obviously, masculine is masculine. It's not neutral. It's masculine. Yeah. And feminine is feminine. Um, so if you want to refer to a non-binary person that uses they, them in English, yeah. because in English it's so easy, you, you just have a pronoun for it, but in Spanish you don't. So you just make a new one and that's it. And mm. you move on. That, you know, that's it. Makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I recommend that TED Talk as well, because they also talk about like how in Spain, obviously they say this is a word, you can use this word, and in France as well. But in English, like there's no body. The only body is like dictionary. And people mm. go, 
Oh, well, this is the description because it's this in the dictionary, but it's like, no, dictionaries are made after a word gets used. So a word gets used and it becomes quite common and then it gets added to the dictionary. Right. So it's like you don't go to the dictionary to find out what words are correct because it's like they'll, if people start using it in a certain way, then yeah. then a dictionary will kind of update itself to be like that. Mm. Yeah, which is different in other countries. Yeah. Another thing with that, and shout out to my colleague Victoria, who wrote a piece Big um, up me. on uh, on Spider-Man 2. She interviewed um, the actress who plays Hayley, whose name I've now totally forgotten, and I feel awful. Wow. Um, but um, she spoke to her about um, sort of the use of sign language oh, yeah. for Hayley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just wondering if there were any kind of, if, if that came up in localization as well, in terms of the use of sign language. Uh well, unfortunately, we can't because because the game obviously uses American sign language. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sign language is different. Like the Brit, I don't know if the British sign language is different from the American. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah. So I suppose it is also different in different parts of the world. Um, but we don't get to like actually change the game, yeah. the graphics of the game. So Haley in Spanish will still do American sign language. Yeah. Um, but obviously the translation, the captions um, yeah, are translated with what um, Haley's saying when, yeah. when using sign language. So accessibility is a big part of localization as well. We do audio description um, as well okay. in cinematics. So for uh, um, visually impaired players, um, obviously they hear descriptions of what's happening in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, as well so yeah you worked on you said you worked on the last of us was yeah. it yeah so and that's very isn't it that you, can literally, play, the, yeah. you can literally play part one blind can't you you don't yeah. need without mm, like yeah. completely non-sighted yeah. a lot of developers are getting naughty dog is pioneer on, on accessibility yeah. they do have and a insomniac lot of as well insomniac as well yeah. yeah actually um accessibility was uh sorry audio description is one of the updates that was coming up to uh spider-man but obviously because of the uh crime someone committed um it got delayed but it's coming up anyway um crime someone oh the leak the, oh that yeah, one the yes, bridge. Yes, yes, yeah yeah we talked about <laughs> i thought it was, I thought it was like a crime the of the person that did it or something no, like. no the breach yeah, yeah no because of that obviously things got delayed but it was mm-hmm. meant to come up um <clears throat> in the latest update but um yeah so audio description will be available on spider-man 2 but but yeah um a lot of developers are now obviously getting to that level of because it's the expectation from mm-hmm. from the audience now especially now with the you know access controller and all of that is that accessibility yeah. is a massive thing now and it also needs to be localized do you think that they'll we'll see more uh sign language in games because i think forza was one of the first i think to has that have yeah, that as an yeah. update where yeah. they because obviously yeah subtitles they tell you the words yeah but sign language tells you how it's said and right they can process a lot more I mean, that would be another whole level of localization if they actually decided to like change the graphics so that in every different link, it would I mean, be like it, as a logistically, yeah. it would be a nightmare. But um, I don't Get know. Get a pay rise. But the thing is, like, <laughs> you would need to meet to make like as many different versions of the game, as many languages there is. Mm. Because it's not, it's not the same as making, I don't know, maybe two, di- three different versions of the game where you're using language packs yeah. and you just like apply a language to the game that already exists. Um, if you're changing graphics actually mm. in the game, then you need to make like different versions. I think in Forza, it's like um, 
I, I believe it's like a, you know, like when you watch a TV show that's mm. audio, that's got um, sign language, it's like a person in oh, front. Like a, yeah. yeah. Like so okay. it'd be just rather than a subtitle at the bottom, mm. it'd be a person that's like kind of overlay. pops up. Over, like, yeah, an overlay there. So which could work. Interesting. Yeah. Be interesting, yeah. I wonder if that will become a thing. Because, yeah, people, I've noticed that people say, because obviously when you've got subtitles, there's subtitles, there's captions, there's all the different types of various ways of how they explain it. There's also like audio descriptive captions. Yeah, having sign language, I feel like I've read, I've obviously I don't need it myself, um, mm. but people that appreciate that, they say that it like you understand a lot more. Yeah. Thank you. That's why people go, oh, why is, why is there sign language? When can you just have subtitles? And it's like, mm. no, they, <laughs> that expresses it. And I think Victoria's interview with the, with the actor that plays Haley, she said that like there's dialects, was it that one? Yeah, like, right. from what I understand, there are sort of even, obviously American sign language is different to British sign language, mm. but then there are sort of dialects within that. Wow. And I okay. think that from what they did in terms of the animation um, with with um, with Haley and, and Miles, when mm. they're you know speaking to each other using sign language, there are sort of dialects of certain really cool. ways of speaking um, that comes out in, in the sign language. Which That's is, really cool. Yeah. I also think it was really cool that you actually get to play as Haley as well from part yes. of the game and experience, was, experience, yeah. you know, what Spoiler it is. Spoiler alert. To... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Generally, that's Spoiler. the best side question. I had no um, idea. And I was like, oh, I go, I've got just a, you know, big, big myself up there. There's a, I have played it. It's on my YouTube if you want to check it out. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's play. But that, that level did blow me away because I had no idea. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, it gives you, you know, that experience of like how it is, to, you know, to be... Someone like Haley. So. Mm. Nice. Really so I guess part of the process as well of localization is then casting actors mm -hmm. from from other languages. What's your involvement in that? And at what point, again, in the localization process, do you then start looking at other yeah. actors? So that's that's one of the very first things that you do uh, when you work in a game that requires uh, voice um, acting. because. Again, not every game that we work on requires voice acting because that's another thing. But um, but yeah, when you do have to work on audio, casting is one of the first things that you do. And uh, there's a lot of prep work that comes first before you actually get to think about what actors you're going to be working with. Um, you need to like get bios from the characters just to know their personality, what their purpose is on the game, what their goal is, you know, how they look like. You know that kind of thing you get to know these characters you familiarize with it and then <clears throat> you get the samples from how they sound because they at that point they've already been casted for the the language of the game so mm -hmm. if, if it's english then the english actors would have already been casted recorded stuff for the game and whatnot um so you get the samples as well from from these source actors and then you use them to like make like an idea of what the character like sounds like or yeah essentially like actors are gonna differ so like the spanish ellie is not gonna sound like the mm -hmm. english ellie but you you get to like imagine how a spanish ellie would sound like i don't know it's hard to describe <laughs> um but yeah then uh once you have that you reach out well we have partners that we work with in different countries and and they have a pool of actors and they uh, they do casting. Sometimes we do live casting, which means that we call these actors in to actually record live lines from the game, mm. um, <clears throat> the game that they would be working on. Um, 
but sometimes we do database casting, which is essentially they just send us a sample and then if we like it, uh, we go with it and then we, we give it a go. Is it similar um, to like the UK one where there are certain, oh, well, do they, because I know this is the same when it comes to films, do they have people who tend to be the same voice actors? Like, so for example, if it's right. Troy Baker, is there somebody that usually does Troy Baker's type of films? That's more games? like a film industry type thing. Okay. So like, um, I don't know, Tom Holland will have a, a, an official voice actor in Spain that mm. does everything that Tom Holland does. Okay. Uh, but in games, that it doesn't necessarily need to be like that. Actually, we tend to avoid that. Okay, um, so you don't get the same voice actor. So if there's like a Spider-Man voice actor, you never yeah, exactly. well, get the same one. In certain cases, like in France, for example, there is this actor um, called Donald, um, Donald Reno. Um, he does pretty much everything Spider-Man in France. Okay. So people know him so well. And everything Spider-Man, he voices. Games, movies, and whatnot. So that's kind of like a set thing. Yeah. Um, so if it's Spider-Man, it's going to be him. And if it's not him, it's going to be like, ooh, why is it not him? Yeah. Um, is this a knockoff? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's not always the case. Um, and then if we have... Uh, the likes of if there is a movie because some people think okay if there is a movie and for example it's like Wolverine and in the movie is Hugh Jackman are you gonna cast the actors mm. that voice Hugh Jackman in in all of the movies and whatnot we we tend to avoid that yeah um, so we we tend to think of like from a creative point of view and just focus on the character itself in the game and the purpose and you know the personality of that character and then choose a voice that matches that mm. as opposed to like think about names yeah um but obviously we're not the only ones making a decision here then there's a lot of like pr benefits that mm. you know sometimes they say oh let's bring in an influencer and and that's a nightmare for us because it's like <laughs> yeah. Influencers are great because obviously they bring a lot of PR benefits and then they stream the game and then they, they're like, oh, look, this is me in the game and whatnot. And they get a million views and it's great. But they are a nightmare to work with because they don't have any sort of experience in voice acting. Yeah. And if you've been watching all of these uh, podcast series, you'll know that all these like good voice actors have years and years of experience working in voice acting, yeah. which influencers don't, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, working with influencers. Um, actually, sometimes, surprisingly, they do a good job. Pure luck. Pure luck because they've not done it before, but suddenly they, they have a prodigy-type voice and whatnot. But, um, but, yeah, voice acting is a career, and you need loads of experience yes. uh, in voice acting to actually be able to do it properly and for such a long time because like some recording sessions can go on for hours and your mm. voice breaks as well like pete on spider-man 2 had so many like screams and like i don't want to give much away for those that have not played the game but like you know what i'm referring to yeah, and, yeah. like mm -hmm. screaming all the time and whatnot so those the, the are sex like, scene yeah the sex <laughs> scene <laughs> um but yeah, those are like incredibly hard to record. So mm -hmm. you need like super trained um, voice actors to be able to to do that. So you cannot mm -hmm. just go like with, yeah, sure, let's go with the voice of blah and blah. You know, you need to be very careful. So Do you think any influencers that have been casting games in English? Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure there are some influencers that that you know do have training or whatever and have just yeah. gone into that. Um, don't get me wrong. I've had good experiences with influencers. Yeah, yeah. In course, Ratchet yeah. and Clank, we had a German influencer do Rivet, mm. and she did an amazing job. And and then you know, like she she was streaming the game and everything. Everything everyone was like so yeah. happy uh, with her being in the game. And I was terrified because people kept telling me like, oh, you have an influencer. It's going to be shit. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, but she sounds so lovely. And I was like, yeah, let's go with it. And then, you know, but we've had influencers doing like a like a side quest type thing. Mm. That's two lines. And then they can just be like, oh, yeah, we're in the game. And <laughs> that's it. I would do that. I'd take that. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation. Doesn't even quite big enough for that. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So obviously the last game you worked on was two podcast hosts 2. in Spider-Man Three, if that game exists. If it exists, yeah, they it, need maybe they... if they need a podcast. Well, it would be set in America. I can put on a voice. No. I don't think that's New York. Is no, it? you've lost it. You've lost it already. Damn it. Instead of the Danny cast, it would be the the Ben cast. Yeah, the swapping joysticks <laughs> cast. I don't think that'd get past that's the, They wouldn't be able to yeah, put that yeah, on. Exactly. That would not legal be able to issues, be. Legal issues. Though. I mean, also, they wouldn't be able to release that in the Middle East or Russia, wouldn't they? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Anyway, so Spider-Man 2 was like the last game that you worked on. Um, how was that in general for you? Like, do you oh, remember it's... when you first got to see it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was such a blast. This is the highlight of my career at PlayStation so far. I've been working there for very little, just like, or over four years um but literally best game i've i'm such a fan as well of the franchise and marvel in help. general yeah which made it like even like 10 times better and the producer that i work with adam as well shout out to you if you if you're listening this to this um he's also a massive marvel nerd so it was like two nerds working in the <laughs> dream um type of game um it was so challenging like so so challenging a AAA full of like different new features that we've not done before. Like all of these like conversations that were like randomly happening in the background. That's a nightmare to localize. Yeah. Um, when Didn't you say that it was quite interesting seeing when people found those conversations? Yeah, because like I didn't expect it to blow up like yeah. that, like in social media. Like people were actually, you would have you would have thought in a game like Spider-Man, people were just like swinging by mm -hmm. and not walking around yeah. in the streets. Yeah. But people actually did, and people actually listened to the conversations that some pedestrians uh, were talking about. And it's just like, okay, mind blowing because we did localize that, and it was challenging. Yeah. You know, to localize all of that because um, most of it is improv, oh, right? Okay. And you have like people just randomly chatting about stuff. Mm, so that was improv in English and then, but then you have okay. to go and well, localize it's improv in it. English and then you translate it or did you let the local actors improv themselves? You give them a general direction of what they need to talk about, but they need okay. a script. Because um, otherwise you can, you can tell them, okay, do improv, but then you lose control on what's being said mm. and you need to be extremely careful because if they mention a brand name, because mm. you say improv or whatever, but then they can be like, Oh, so yesterday I was checking Instagram, blah, 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 Instagram, yeah. legal mm -hmm. issues, you know, that, that kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you need to be like, super careful. I actually learned a lot about brands. Frisbee is a brand. Yeah. And there is, is I think there is a photo op oh. thing, the photo mm. op side quest thing where two people like are throwing a, yeah, a flying disc. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a flying disc. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. 
all of that is like something that you also need to take into account when you localize games. But anyway, working on Spider-Man, yeah, the dream. Um, massive challenges, but I loved it throughout. Uh, when I first got to play it, I was kind of like shaking. I was like, Whoa. and it was literally just storyboards and rough cinematics and whatnot. But I was so excited. And yeah, while I was working on it, fully focused, super busy. But then you just get to see the end of it. The game releases. Everyone is so happy. And then you move on. Yeah. It's like now it's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, scores are fantastic for that. And I mean, I oh, think everybody yeah. that's played it loved it. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. So, yeah. Lots of people like reaching out. Oh, I saw your name in the credits. And it's like, oh, oh I, cool, yeah. I looked, I did look out for you. Don't look I for me. It. Well, I was streaming it looking for you and I missed nah, it. It's <laughs> so many names. And people, just most people just get that part because it's the uncool part but of the credits. Cool. Well, yeah. it was the, near the beginning of the uncool part, though. And I yeah. think uh, that one second that you went up, I was looking away at something. And I, 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 I went and looked. Sure. No, I looked, sure. back, I looked back on the VOD. It's on here. Like, there's. Because I'm telling people in the chat, well, in the chat, because it's a recorded uh, let's play. I'm like, okay, we need to look out for one. We need to look out for one. And then I'm like, we're getting to like random, you know, countries and all these other places. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've missed it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> My goal is to one day get in the animated credits somehow, even if it's just like mm. special thanks, special thanks to Juan for being yourself. I don't know. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Deserved. <laughs> being yourself. Deserved. Because um, that's the cool part. But yeah, I know, obviously, I know a lot of people that are part of those animated credits um, from Insomniac that I've worked with. It's like, shout out to them because they definitely deserve it. There's so much work going on behind mm. the scenes. Localization is just one tiny bit, like the tiny part at the end of it. Uh, but yeah. Sounds vital, though. Absolutely. Yeah. So you maybe touched on this just, just briefly before, but what were some of the biggest challenges with localizing spider-man in particular mm. so these randomized conversations were definitely a big challenge um mainly because of the gender things as well because like in english you don't have su such thing as gendered words so if if it's a female pedestrian talking to a male pedestrian and they're like having a conversation about stuff um that conversation might be transferable to a male talking to a male in English, but in Spanish, it's not. So you need to figure out a way right. to neutralize a different thing, uh, say a different, like paraphrasing something so that it works in both scenarios. That's paraphrasing stuff or neutralizing stuff is one of the main challenges in localization. Um, but that's that's just part of it. That's just because that's how languages work. Um, but yeah, that, that was potentially uh, one of it. And also, all of the LGBTQ plus references that the game has is, is a lot. Um, yeah, for which certain characters, which is great. The side yeah. quest where you have to oh, help yeah. um, BJ. Spoiler, oh, the BJ and Lucas. Like, yeah. Invite him to the, to the dance or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, that was localized fine for the majority of countries, but yeah, had to be slightly tweaked for, for certain languages. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know, a, a bunch of jokes and references as well. Jokes and references, uh, like pop culture references, are hard to translate sometimes. Um, like Pete is such a jokey character, like always, especially with what happens in Spider-Man 2, becomes even more like sassy and whatnot. But um, those, like the, the change in personality and all the jokes and references, also something really hard to translate. 
Uh, so shout out to the, all the translators that worked on this project because they did an amazing job at keeping like the language fresh and recognizable for for the audience in that country using a lot of like pop culture references and whatnot. I think I think it was French again where um, there was a scene. It was in the trailers as well where uh, Pete is about to fight a like a berserk guy like almost dressed like a bear with a massive axe okay yeah in the um, i think it's in the laboratory lab lab thing yeah like, yes i forgot the name of it anyway um so i think in french he's using when he says something like i run out of honey or something mm. i didn't know they were bear in these woods yeah like that yeah um i think in french he uses like a famous sentence of winnie the pooh or something mm. like that um, that people recognize and they were like, oh, that's really cool. Oh. You know, that kind of thing is really appreciated by, by the audience. And it's all down to like the translators being aware of what works in, yeah. in the different countries. So Yeah, yeah. And last year you got to go to the Insomniac office. I did, yeah. I was in, How was that? in Burbank. It was really cool to see all of their setup. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people work remotely, so the office is a little bit of like a ghost town, likely in everywhere. our studios yeah, everywhere <laughs> now around the world. But um, but yeah, it was really cool. Lots of merch flying around. I was like, what? <laughs> That's really cool. They had all of these like for Spider-Man 2, they had a bunch of different uh, things like the shoes, mm. uh, all the uh, sunglasses as well, the Warby Parker, like different sunglasses. They have them. What did there. you steal? Yeah, I was about to say, did you, did you come back with anything. a pack suitcase? I wish. <laughs> All eyes were on me. I didn't want to, like, cause any trouble. But I would have happily taken the Adidas, the Miles Adidas version. Did you see where they fit, where they recorded people's facial animation? The yeah, the, the scanner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we, I did see the they had a, a mocap uh, room in there. It's really cool. Obviously, I suppose it's cooler if you see, if you see it in action. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, um, they have a mocap room there. They also have a scanner as well, which is really cool. A really cool scanner uh, to scan people's clothes and, and whatnot, like wow. bodies mm -hmm. and faces into the game. Um, it's really cool. Uh, really, really cool. Really nice experience. And it was really cool to to see and meet people in person that you've worked with for so long on yeah. a game like that. And just chat and like go over, you know, what went wrong, what went well. And just generally like spend time with them as well there. It was like really cool. Mm. Nice. So I'm sure people have probably got a sense of this from from listening until now, if you have, thank you. Um, but what what are the kind of main benefits then of localization? Like why should people localize their game? Um, I suppose in different countries, people are expecting to have like, their language available to play games because they're used to it. Like countries like Spain, France, Italy, Germany, even though potentially the level of English is okay, they just prefer to play games in their own in their own language. Cause um yeah, I suppose they're used to watching films in Spanish. They're used to watching uh series in Spanish. So it's no different to 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 that like when, when it comes to games. So yeah, um, so the, I suppose, yeah, there is an expectation there um, that the audience, when, for example, if you release a game in Russia and it's in English, people are like, meh, it's in mm. English, you know. Um, 
So yeah, localization always brings a lot of benefits in terms of like releasing the game in those countries. Um, so if, if a game is dubbed in those languages, it is likely to be played a lot more than if it's just in English. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I suppose make, yeah, making the games more accessible to people. Um, again, goes back to accessibility. So like if the game is in English and, and all it does is like English audio description and captions, someone that is uh, blind in, in Spain is never going to bother playing that game. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, I think it's essential to localize games in general and to like with as many languages as possible. Because, um, yeah, people actually play these games in, in these languages. People think... I play the games in, in English. That's just my personal preference. But I know like all of my friends back home, they just play games in Spanish mm. and they, they're they used to that. And pr- probably that's what I would do as well if I lived in that in that country. But, mm. Do you find that some countries like, they might, you might have quite a big fan base, but because they're so used to playing things in English, you just don't do that. Like yeah. I imagine like the Scandinavian countries. Like, well, yeah, the, the Netherlands, for example, yeah. the, their level of English is pretty, pretty good. And they, we do dub sometimes into Dutch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, for example, was dubbed in 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 Dutch, but because Ratchet and Clank is more like a younger audience, yeah, so maybe you know that's that's where you know okay the appeal is there. So yeah. dubbing it in Dutch uh, or yeah Nordic countries is another thing. You know, like mostly just translating and not voicing, but um mm. but because people are mostly used to like playing games and watching movies and watching tv series in english so mm. that's that's where it comes from really mm. I remember i've got a friend like when i lived in barcelona i had quite a lot of friends from portugal and they were saying how they they don't really watch films dubbed in portuguese like into portuguese mm. but in brazil that's a massive market like in brazil oh, yeah, brazil yeah so brazil like that portuguese a lot of the films a lot of the biggest films get dubbed into portuguese into yeah portuguese or brazilian portuguese and people watch it but when it actually is in portugal mm. they tend to watch the gen this is just like i've been like told by a couple of portuguese friends where they said right. that in portugal they usually watch the original versions mm-hmm. unless you're really young right, right yeah right, right, right. well with games portugal yeah. Like Portuguese from Portugal is pretty is pretty big. Like Spider Man had a massive success because one of the Craven was actually a famous. Uh, was it Craven? Craven or Venom? One of the two was a, a famous band guy, okay. band singer, um, and a lot of people were, were like, "Oh, these guys in the game," and they they played the game in, in Portuguese. Um, but yeah, Brazil and Portuguese. Brazil is a massive dubbing country. Yeah. Latin America is also a massive dubbing country, like with, in Mexico and whatnot. Yeah, with Latin America, do you do different oh, versions yeah, of Spanish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. And it's, it, it works as a completely separate language. It's not like one based off of another. Yeah. Um, yeah, completely separate things. And same with Portugal. And, and is that with Brazil. dubbing as well, not just with yeah. text? Interesting, yeah, because it's like obviously British and American English are very, very similar. But sometimes, I mean, you'll all go and you'll go on to something that'll be like, do you want it in US English or British English? But when it comes to dubbing, there's never any like difference when it comes to voice acting. Mm. You'll never play a game where there's two options. Oh, you can <laughs> tell though, like Final Fantasy 16. There we go. Yeah, ah, oh, you can tell. That's very British. I love it though. Do you like Karen? Karen. You're right. Oh, right, Clive, oh how's it going? <laughs> of course, he died likes the yet. northerner. Of course, yeah. he likes the northerner. I love this like Jill, Karen, and Clive. It's like the most 
British bank manager name. British. <laughs> British. Yeah. And what was the yeah. Um I know uh, I can't remember what I was gonna think what I was gonna say now. But it was to do with Final Fantasy. But yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen, I still can't believe that they haven't like translated that into Spanish yet. Mm. Not. No. It's wild and it's like this massive, massive game and yeah. Probably because not enough Spanish players. Mm. I was one it's nothing to do with really this as well. Well, it's to do with <laughs> translation. But I, when I lived in Spain, my one annoyance was that Call of Duty, you buy it in Spain and it would only have Spanish on there. So I learned oh, yeah. Derrota and oh. Victoria. <laughs> I learned all my I like I know everything about guns in Spanish now and shooting wow. and <laughs> very useful. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a perfect Well there you go. Language. Video games are a good way of learning. learning language. That is genuinely yeah. true. I used to have a, a a student who was like 14 and he was obsessed with Dota, League of Legends, mm. and The Witcher. Mm-hmm. And he used to be, like, his level of English was so high because he was just obsessed with The Witcher. I think I I partly owe it to video games that I, I have a good level of English, you know? Like, I played games since I was very young and they were, unfortunately, in English. Mm-hmm. Like, Final Fantasy VII, the original one, was in English for me. And when oh, I saw the English the Spanish is not trans- always the best translation, is it? Was I know. It <laughs> well, I know. If you saw the Spanish translation of, <laughs> oh, of the original Final Fantasy VII, then you would... It's even worse. <laughs> oh, there's a. Have you played it? Well, you have played it. I played, sure. um, played it. a lot, well, half of it. You know the Don Corneo bit, yes, where, with Tifa, Air, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cloud, um, and he says something like um, "little chicks," something like that, or like um, "my little birds" or something. I think he little says "chicks." I think he says "little chicks." Okay. That I know where I'm going okay. <laughs> with this. Oh no, this is poyitas, poyitas, which. I mean, little. technically, is that quite like rude? Little, little dicks, little dicks. Yeah. <laughs> my little um, dicks. <laughs> my little. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a story. Yeah. Lots of different things like that in uh, the original version of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, and then there's like, one bad translation in English, and everyone's running with it forever. Like these guys, are, no, this guy, this guys are sick. Is it something like that? This yeah. guy are sick, and then they patch it out. There's a few yeah. like language things that maybe we don't use nowadays. Well, this is why localization is important. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. It feels like it's like very, very much taken for granted. Pretty much. Yeah, because no one... I guess people just expect to mm. be able to play a game in their language, but there is clearly so much work that mm. goes into localization. And not yeah. just in the games, like what's been said or written down in the games. Mm. Yeah. Everything and around bear it. in mind that um, translators and actors don't always, like, or never have the luxury of actually playing the game while they're working. Mm. So, um, yeah, we give them as much reference as we possibly can, but ultimately they're doing this job what we, like, without actually being able mm. of, to see like the results. That's where a lot of the QA testing, localization QA testing comes, because they obviously have access to the game and they play the game and they see context and whatnot and they fix a lot of stuff. Um, and then we, if we need to re-record something, that's where we call the actors back. And that's a bit annoying to them, but it is what it is. Sometimes you need to come mm. back just for one line. <laughs> but did they have any issues when it was during COVID? Like, because obviously yeah, you're speaking notes. with so many people. What happens if people get COVID, for example, during it? Well, so I guess you dealt with tough. that. <laughs> yeah, you deal with it. Um, especially if it's a, sometimes you get creative. Um, if the re-recording um, is about a line, and they actually just cannot record it. You just find another line that works in the same context. Interesting. Mm. Um, 
that's last resort okay. type thing. Um, but um, yeah, you just if they're sick, you just tend <laughs> to wait. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So why have you got? Oh, hello. How are you? Oh, you sound a bit different to me. It happened, <laughs> and that's that's the mild um, version of a problem. I've I've had actors dying. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, you have to cast um, old people in games as well, and life happens. You Did know, that happen and... in Spider Man? Or mm, I don't I was, recall. I was reading about some a uh, one game where yeah, it was like in French or German. It was a really famous voice actor that passed away. Right in the middle of a game. Mm. Wow. Mm. Has that ever happened to you? With uh, potentially, I don't recall any like main uh, mm. big actors. Obviously, yeah. Like in a massive game like Spider Man, you have so many different actors. Some are bound to some. Some of them disappear. Like some of them literally just go on a holiday somewhere and never come back. But. <laughs> Thankfully, never yeah. like the main cast or anything like that. But like, it happens. Like, I've had actors just disappearing sometimes, and wow. you just deal with it. You just re-record that entire character again. Yeah, and that's it. You pay them at the end. No. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> why they're on holiday. Tough. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it happens, and you just deal with it. That's our life as mm-hmm. project managers. Yeah. Well, your manager just got to deal with it. Exactly. What's next? That was it. What was the oh, last one? That was yeah. it. The last one. Are you one to do that one? I think that was a nice one to end on. Great. We'll, we'll, we'll ask Just you out him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to out you now. How are you going to out me now? Well, you're, you are also a, a member gamer. of, of, <laughs> a of PlayStation's uh, Pride group. I am, yeah. Um, what kind of stuff do, does that do, do PlayStation do internally? I mean, obviously, I yeah. know they, they sponsor London Pride um, yes. for the last uh, few years. Actually, what marketing is a big part of it. Well, not marketing, the UK uh, territory is because as we do PlayStation Spain, PlayStation uh, France, PlayStation Portugal and whatnot, there's also PlayStation UK and they are a big part of sponsoring Pride in London. Uh, We help Pride at PlayStation, the employee network helps in terms of like um, giving advice and like the theme and, uh, and whatnot and the props and uh, performers and whatnot. Um, But yeah, we do loads of events internally, panel events. Uh, We have guests as well, Um, socials, um, and that's all extra to our day-to-day jobs as well. Um, So I I got dragged pretty much in it uh, (laughs) because when I started at PlayStation, I wasn't very busy until I actually started working on, on Ratchet. So I just kept myself busy and I was very involved. I was like, oh, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. And then someone said, oh, maybe you should be in the... In the Why don't you do uh, it? Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how I got in. And then, yeah, I just got involved and it's, it's fun. Obviously, again, it's like something extra to your, to your job and not always is like, I don't, I don't always have the time to sit down and organize an event because that's actually a job. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so right now, actually, we're organizing a panel event. We're going to have people from uh, different PlayStation studios mm. talk about um, different things. So, yeah, that should be interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. We've had like lots of like speakers, uh, drag queens come around as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun little thing. And we have loads of, it's not just Pride, we have loads of like different employee networks. Uh, there's one 
representing different uh, ethnicities as well, uh, able as well for um, different disabilities as well, families, uh, I don't know, a bunch of women at PlayStation, a bunch of them. Um, yeah. And every, each one of those employee networks does different events and different panels and, and whatnot. It's nice to feel the yeah, recognized and supported. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, I think PlayStation is a great place to work if you're part of a community because everyone is kind of like, everyone there is kind of like a good vibe. It's not like everyone is going to judge you because you, you're, I don't know, identifying different than, than the rest. So, yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you and for being here. Me. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming to yeah. our flat. We're, gonna yeah. pay, we're <laughs> going to pay your fee in food because Ed yes. is. Yes, What are you cooking, Ed? I'm going to attempt some Korean fried chicken in the air fryer. Oh, you're not doing the gokujan, are you? Not the gokujan. Is it gokujan? What's the stuff? Gochujan. What? No, what's the stuff that you poisoned me with the other mm? week? Mm? I did not poison you, Definitely ben. did. Looking forward to this. No, I... Okay, I tried to make some homemade kimchi. Yum. Um, and I love kimchi. I love kimchi. It was... It tasted great, and unfortunately... It did taste nice. It did not agree with him. Oh, which I sounds, think is a Ben problem. Yeah, I mean, it sounds yeah. like a you problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to trying tonight's. I mean, it's fried chicken. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. great. We'll just get KFC if it's a disaster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but Juan, where can we find you? If people want to go and follow you and stalk you. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm only on Instagram, to be fair. Um, and I don't post anything, <laughs> really, that it's not about my personal life. But yeah, if you want to follow me, feel free to do so. It's dot high five <laughs> just like that like yeah there you go yeah, no twitter no facebook oh, no the nothing thing to do yeah that sounds like it's the too dream. stressful yeah. like <laughs> too stressful to keep up but yeah instagram is the best one ed where can we find you you can find me at ed underscore knights on twitch on twitter and on instagram yeah find me just search biggest Benus wherever and you'll find my uh my uh, profile and if you want to go and check out some more Swap and Joysticks episodes including our previous uh, interviews as well as our weekly uh, where we one where we just chat about whatever we've been playing then just go to swappingjoysticks.com and click on the links I'm looking at the wrong camera uh, click on the links uh, <laughs> on there and uh, subscribe and like and vote you, uh, not vote what? vote you can review vote. you can leave a well, no please vote in your local yeah, please elections vote, yeah. yeah vote always <laughs> vote but don't vote for us um, vote for People that aren't assholes. Yeah, no, rate. You can rate mm. us on... Um, can you? People have rated us. We're oh, like... Positively? We've got, we've got five stars wow. from four ratings on either well, Spotify or Apple. thank you to those people. Thank you very much. Yes. Your money is in the post. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, have a good one. We will see you next time for more Swapping Joysticks. Yeah. And thanks to Juan. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye-bye.